Welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. Schmelk, Fiegels, and you, 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat. It's all presented uh. by Coors Light. Giants fall to the New Orleans Saints 33-18. to Unfortunate, a loss for the Giants. A game, or at least the first half, I don't think went like any of us would have expected. No. Uh, the Saints turned it on offensively, scored three touchdowns in half number two to get to 33 points. And, Jeff, I think when we start here, we have to start the Giants' offense. Only seven points in the first half. Uh, they scored the two touchdowns in the game, had a two-point conversion in the field goal. That's how they got to 18. And Pat Shermer said it after the game, and I don't think we're breaking any ground here Where when you say, you're facing the Saints defense that was literally ranked the worst in the league. You got to score more than 18 points. Well, that was the MO for the game. We knew that. We said it in the pregame. It's got to be 30. And we said if they didn't score 30, they They're wouldn't win. And even if they score 30, they might still not be enough because the Saints are probably going to top 32. And they did. And they and you know what? If it wasn't for the defense and those four red zone stops for the four field goals, it would have been in the 40s. But it wasn't. And really, the offense is is the problem. The defense is keeping the Giants in games. And enough. again, they weren't fantastic. No, they, only, they, they only forced two punts in the game, but the Giants were in this game. It was a one-score game. It was 26-18 to 18 with three minutes to go. Yeah, I just, I, you know, and it's just, it's, you scratch your head and you, John and I will not pull our hair out because we don't have any left, but you can. Go ahead. Why? Why? You got, you got, how, how is it that this offense cannot produce points and, you know, they are at – we talked about it, John. We said when you get into the red zone, you're going to have to score those points, not field goals. Well, they didn't even really tip the red zone all that much. And and to be – to how close this game really, really was at the very end, they had a chance with the 90 set – the ball is on the three-yard line, okay, with two-plus minutes left in the game. They had a chance, which, by the way, I don't know if you went back and saw it. That it was, was a, a safety. It wasn't a safety. It was a no. tripping penalty. The the trip happened at the one. Oh, well, okay. I thought now, it happened at the – because I was up way high. and There was a trip. The trip happened at the one. Now, Detino I was talking to before said then after the trip, there was also a hold after the trip. I didn't see that when I watched the tape this morning. That happened in the end zone. Well, the trip itself happened at the one. But either way – that still would have erased a 20-yard gain and had the Correct. Saints first and 12 <clears throat> at the 1 or whatever it would have been. Okay. So, yes, that, uh, that, yeah. that, 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 that was a big non-call. And the officiating in the game Very was bad. a little rough. I don't want to make that the, the focus today, though. No, that's not because, you know, and listen, I think that when you ask the defense to do what they did for so long, you know, it's a matter of time before they're going to break down. I mean, they were on the field a lot, and they were holding that defense – um, in the first half to four field goals. That was pretty good. Three field goals. Pretty good. No, four. You're right. It was four. Four. Seven. That's, that's mm-hmm. First four. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, got a lot of work to do. And, and I think that this is uh, is going to be one of those things that's week to week. And we're going to see some improvement. And then we're going to see some setback. And you look, look at the Houston game last week. This is We talk about that offense. And they score 20 points in the first half. They take the drive down and st- on the first drive again and go score. And that's what I was thinking in this game. Like, okay, here we go. The defense stops them. The Giants defer. They stop them on that on the first pl- series. They get the ball. They go down and score. I'm thinking this is going to be good. Well, all right. Uh, let, let, let's talk about some micro issues before we get to the big picture macro stuff. Um, first things first. That first drive, I think it was around seven passes <clears throat> and two running plays on that first drive. And the big thing here, Jeff, that I'm noticing with this team this year in the way they're playing these games on drives where they avoid negative plays, they tend to score. Now, it's not every drive, but their three scoring drives in this game were three drives where they did not have a negative play. And when I say negative play, folks, I mean a run for a loss, a sack, or a penalty. Or turnover, obviously, with short-circuit any drive. But if you avoid those four things on a drive, the Giants have a good chance of scoring. But when you look at the drives that the Giants did not score on, Jeff, there's no real mystery as to why they didn't score. And, and and this is more the micro stuff. Second drive of the game, second quarter. They get a first down on a second and five. Scott Simonson, a seven-yard gain. Then on a first and 10, they get called for an offensive pass interference penalty. That puts into a first and 20, Which really and all of a sudden, it. it turns into a third and 11. And then Beckham has that play where he runs behind the line of scrimmage as a fourth and 19. Uh, the next drive the Giants have, that's the Wayne Gallman fumble and recovery. Another big-time negative play, all right? Those are all the Giants' drives in the first half. That's it. They just had three. Yeah. Okay? Then you go, or that was, I think that was four. You go to the third quarter, Giants' first drive. 
They get a holding penalty, make it first and 20, okay? Right. They manage to convert on that, but then on a second and five, Eli Manning is sacked for a negative nine loss, and then you're in a third and 14. And you got yourself in second and five, which will take second and five all day. Right, but there goes that drive. Another negative play short-circuiting a drive. The next drive, no negative plays. They go down and kick a field goal. That's a scoring drive, okay? Next drive, third and six. Eli Manning sacked, eight-yard loss. Big negative play. Short circuits a drive. Third and six, yeah. Next drive, no penalty. Giants score a touchdown. So uh, on the micro side of it, Jeff, this well, offense is not at the point yet, whether it's the line, and the line played good enough in this game, by the way. This game is not on the offensive line, in my opinion, at least. Um, the line played well enough where you can score when you're on schedule. and But when you get off schedule and you get in those second and longs, first and longs, first and 20s, whatever you might have, that's when this offense runs into some problems. Well, let me show you one here. I'm, and this is – I at our pregame yesterday, I made a point to mention that the team has got to be able to run the football. And I don't care if you have eight in the box or seven in the box, you still have to run the football and find a way to do it. Because – and I don't want to hear about the checkdowns or, uh, you know, we compliment your running game by doing that, this and that. It all comes from running the football. And this offensive line is not a high school team. They're, a, they're capable of doing it. I don't know where the run went. I mean, when you look at these, look at Saquon had 10 rushes. They had 15 on the day. Yeah, Barkley had five rushes in the first half, five in the second. And Pat Shermer said after the game, and then he said again today, that if he could go back, he would get Barkley more touches and they would be run. So he has admitted that they should have run the ball more. And Barkley said today too, and other people have said it, that, and I looked at the tape this morning, the Saints played a ton of zone. Uh, they played man maybe, and I, I charted everything. I, don't, I left my notepad in the other room. But um, when the Saints played man, which is only five to seven times during the game, the Giants could throw the ball. When they were in that deep, soft zone, whether it was a cover two or a cover three, Jeff. They'll give you everything underneath. You know, they were given everything underneath, but how you get them out of that is by, by running, the running the football. There's no question. And we've been saying that for two years now, and the team hasn't been able to run it. But guess what? When you rebuild the offensive line, and they're a better run-blocking line than they were a year ago, I don't care what anybody says, and you draft a running back with the second overall pick in the draft, do it. you get them out of those deep covers, deep coverages by running the football. And I don't think, and look, Pat Schirmer said it today, that you should have given Barkley more touches in the running game, and I do think that was a mistake. Yeah, you get, the, you get, you have to, they play on their, their toes a little bit. They, they, if you can't threaten them with the run, they're just going to sit back and play that zone coverage, as you yep. called it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think that I had meant, I had heard Carl say, you know, they throw a net over, that. that's what they basically did, said, okay, here. Yeah, absolutely. You guys, go ahead. You're like little fishes. We'll catch you in the net here. But that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get out of the net. We'll, we'll hold you in front of us. And one of the game plans for the Saints was not to let Odell Beckham get behind behind you. Anyone or anybody. get behind them, yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't. So, um, But three, three, four possessions in the first half, that's, that's, not, you know, that's not what you want. Um, you, know, each, you usually want between five and maybe six, 12, 10 to 12 possessions a game is what you want to get. So, um, but, again, the defense did a nice job in that first half. They really did. Um, you know, not a lot of pressure, but you're not going to get a lot of pressure out of Drew Brees or because he's just going to scramble around. But you don't want to get give a lot of – you can't blitz Drew Brees. He'll just slice you up in a minute. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, you, you look at the defense the Saints played. They mixed up single high and two deep. Um, they probably about half and half, cover two, cover three, and, you know, single high, two deep safety. They played mostly zone. And, Jeff, honestly, I looked at it. Maybe there were a couple plays where Eli went somewhere else. There might have been a chance for a, a 20 or 25-yard gain. Maybe. Maybe. But it's not like they were guys running vertical routes deep down the field and no. <clears throat> he wasn't throwing the ball. Either they weren't open or the plays that were called did not feature those type of routes. And I think once the Giants realized the type of defenses the, the Saints were playing, they're like, look, we're going to get our five, six-yard chunks underneath and go from there. But the problem is that when you all you can get are those five- and six-yard chunks on those short passes, but you get, get behind the sticks and third and 14s and second and 15s and Negative things like fight. that, then it's hard to make that yardage up when they're playing those soft defenses. But, you know, going into this game, you thought against the Saints defense that struggled in the secondary and struggled with big plays. You know, maybe some double moves. Maybe they still don't trust Eli to hold the ball long enough to let those downfield routes develop. Whatever the case might be, 
they could not take advantage of making those big plays down the field. And I'm telling you, on tape, Jeff, honestly, I'm being completely honest here, folks, they, they weren't there. And it's not like Eli was passing up guys running deep. He wasn't. The plays weren't there. How many drives did the uh, Saints have? There's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine? The Saints had six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So now, well, nine, because the last one was kneel downs. Okay, so nine. That's pretty good. You know, we talked about it in the pregame show yesterday with Paul and trying to get – that was a one of the – one of the, the ways to be able to stop this team from well, scoring. That wasn't a big thing for me. I wasn't obsessed but with But I'm that. just saying, he, he, it, his numbers were right on it. Right. Whether you liked it mm-hmm. or not, it was he was, he was nine. He said nine. And usually well, that, yeah. that's a good number. Yeah, but they scored 33 points. So who cares if it's nine if you score 33? But ha- but look at look at the numbers, the time of possession, when they had those. You know, I Yeah, mean, but if you allow them to score, who cares if it's only nine possessions? That was always my point. I didn't get the whole ball control thing. You need to score touchdowns, and you need to stop the other team from scoring. They scored on seven of their nine drives. What's the difference between seven of nine drives and, or seven of 11 drives? What's the difference? Well, one thing, seven of those nine, four of them were field goals. And I can tell you, if, it th- if they, those weren't field goals, you know that this game is way out of hand. So, right. I mean, I, I, listen— I think the defense this year is playing good enough for us to win the Giants to win sure. some games. Giants had four drives in the first half, by the way. Four. four. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. what you said. You mm-hmm. said three and then you said four. I got you. So I, I you know, but we got the Giants have got to find a way to put it in the end zone and they've got to find a way to generate some offense. Yeah. I mean, and I think that you got a guy that can run the football. You know that certainly he can in situations he can get you some extra yards. So give him the football. Give him the football. Yeah, and and the Saints didn't blitz oh. a lot, Jeff. I counted five or six Times where they brought five men. Yeah. It was almost all three and four man rushes. Um, and again, they, they just played that umbrella coverage, whether it was you know cover two quarters or or cover three, and they made the Giants go underneath and go underneath and go underneath. And it's frustrating because you feel like you should have some bigger plays. I think they probably felt the losses of Cody Latimer and Evan Ingram a little bit in this game. Oh no, question. Uh, because you can challenge that cover three down the seam if you have especially that, Ingram. If you have that tight end with some speed and some length, and yeah. I think they probably missed him a little bit. And yeah. again, the officiating was was problematic. You had the trip, you had the offensive pass interference that call called one way and not the other. Uh, the horse collar, I think, technically was the right call, even though you never actually see it called that way. Um, and there was one other play, too, that I don't remember. But th- th- there were a couple of rough, rough penalties over the course of the game. And throw this in, too, Jeff. Giants were negative two in the turnover ratio. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't win many games when you're negative two, especially against a good team like the Saints. Well, if you're positive two, you win 70, almost 80% of your games. So what does that tell you <laughs> if you're negative two? Yeah, you're going to lose them. Yeah. The other big play in the game, and we didn't talk about enough about Tyron Hill in, in the pregame because we just— Taysom. I mean, unbelievable. Taysom Hill. He's unbelievable. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's everywhere, and uh, they used him a lot in that game too. And when really you when did. you're Sean Payton and you're Mike Westoff and you have a guy like that, you got to have the antennas up to something. And mm-hmm. it's easy to say this in hindsight, but the fact is, I sat in so many special teams meetings that you when you have a player like that, you are spotting and looking at him no matter what because he's there for a reason. You don't think he's the best blocker on the team, do you? No, he, no, he's not. <laughs> he's there because he, he can yeah, throw correct. and run. Thank you. And now here's the trick, too, and I don't think fans probably realize this. I'm not sure if they mentioned it during the broadcast of the game, but you cannot commit pass interference on throws to the gunners. Correct. So if the ball's in the air, you can't grab them because that would be holding, but you could just push the dude out of bounds with the ball in the air. You could hit him in the right. back. You can do whatever. You can't get... Well, not in the back. That'd be a block in the back. But you can get very physical outside. There's no legal contact. Correct. There's no pass interference. So, you know where that comes from? I don't. Is, it, is that the Richie Soybert play? No. Which one? It comes from years before that. It comes from Philadelphia and from when Buddy Ryan. John Telchik. Talk to me. The John Telchik, who was a punter before I was. Very, very athletic guy. Quarterback in college, that kind of thing. Buddy would... They would run the gunner down the sideline, and Ch- Telchik would throw it down there to get a pass interference piece. So that's where the rule came from. Because, oh, because the guy is just trying to block him because he thinks now the he, ball's in the air. He doesn't even he realize doesn't it's even a realize fake. It, and boom, there it is. So I didn't know that. Years and years ago, they changed Well, that and rule. that's the thing. And you don't see, frankly, Jeff, many fake punts to the gunner. where the gunner runs a comeback no. hitch route. I mean, you just don't see it. So I can't kill the Giants' um, – outside blocker on that to be honest with you because you don't see that very often no it's just in terms of guys. the type of route the guy ran i mean basically ran a wide receiver route on the play you don't see that a lot and hill happens to be a quarterback so he can make that throw but yeah i i can't go nuts on that the gallman fumble killed him 
Yeah. Uh, it's a bad play. Uh, you got to hold on to the football. And then Eli, I think that's the fastest I've ever seen him run. Nice Managed play. to get him out of bounds. Yeah. But, mm. you know, put all those things together and you get a loss. But, you know, the, well, I know we're going to get a million questions about the offense, folks. I'm not sure I'm going to have many answers for you. Well, you go back and look at the Houston game when, when the Giants went on the road. They had three penalties. Okay. They were plus, I don't remember, maybe two. In, were they plus two in turnovers plus on the two. road? Mm-hmm. And they scored, you know, more than 20 points. And they win the game, 25 to be exact, right? So there you go. That's how they win the game there. And, you know, they how many sacks? They, was there three sacks yesterday from the, the Saints defense? I think there was because I know our Sounds over and under right. was really close. It was, I think it was, will they be, you, you said, will there be four sacks in and this the game? And the Giants had one, correct? And I think the Saints had three, so there was four. I knew that was going to be. I knew that was going to be. It was right on the money. It was four. I knew that was going to be a close number. And I said, I said, I think I'm going to, and I went under. When you're really good at picking numbers, Jeff, sometimes you hit them right on the nose. Yeah, you do. You should go to DraftKings or something. I I will not do that. That's (laughs) against NFL regulations. Thank you very much. Oh, you can't do it? No, I cannot. Because you work for the team? Yes, that is correct. That would probably be me too. So I can't be talking about that. I guess I wouldn't be able to do that either. <laughs> Not that I would. Anyway, we I think on. gambling on sports like I like to I like to play like craps and stuff like that, but sports would drive me nuts. We're, we're, Especially we're, football. Dave, we're wandering into dangerous territory. Jeff, why don't we move on? What is this, Dave? What are you giving me? <laughs> Shut up and what? move on. That's what he's telling you. Oh, is that okay? Yeah. So now, okay, so what? Okay, what should we talk about now, Dave? Coors Light. We oh, want to remind okay, you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented so now, by now Coors Light. Now we have people Light. telling us what to talk Download about. Download the Coors Light rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Beer we can talk about. That's fine. I know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, I won't say it anymore. 201-939-4513. Anything else you want to say in the game, Jeff, before I take calls or you want to get to them? Um... No, I, I just no. All right, Doug in Rochester. He's going to lead us off. Doug, what's Hi, going Doug. on, pal? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, John, I'm sorry about the last week with you and Lance. I was talking so much, you guys didn't get a word. Yeah, I thought it was funny. It's all right, Doug. Go ahead. Um, I want to talk about the um, defense and uh, offense section. Um, everybody's talking about the defense because it's good and they're going to be great, which I think they are. Once um, Vernon comes back and play that edge, you know, Eli comes back and Webb goes back to the slot. And I think Michael Thomas should go at safety because Riley's missing a lot of tackles. He's taking bad angles. And yesterday you saw Dante Diaz missing tackles and he got the penalty. So, you know, and, and, you know, the announcers, Romo and them talking about this is a great defense, and they talk about Vernon coming back, and they're going to be elite defense. Yeah, so, you know, Doug, I'd be careful yeah. throwing the word great around. I, I, I thought no, the coverage yesterday. John, I, yeah. yes. John, listen, if you stop the Saints from any score, no, touchdown, no team in the NFL has done that in a long time. They scored, the half, yeah, but the they scored, scored yeah, but they scored 33 points and scored three touchdowns in the second half. Don't those count? Do those not count? Yeah. Okay, I guess when the offense is punting every time for four and out and the defense is out of breath, of course that's going to happen with the offense with the Saints. If the guys to stay on the field and score some points and defense arrest, the Saints won't be on the field scoring. Doug. There was a, a two-minute differential in time of possession. The Giants forced two punts. That's not a great defensive performance. It's a good enough performance to win. It is not a great defensive performance. I'm sorry. It's not. Well, John, John, and, and I'm, I'm Jeff, I'm going to talk to you too. You don't think if the Giants often stayed on the field in the first half, especially the first half, and maybe the Saints would have kicked all those field goals, the Giants put up points, go on to the second half, the Saints are down. Okay, guys, get the ball first. And another thing, while I'm talking about offense, a lot of people think Pat Sherman is not taking shots down the field. And, and you got the announcers on TV, Rome on them saying, he needs to take more shots down the field. The program, you know, a lot of people are saying he's not taking shots down the field. And he, uh, he didn't take a shot down the field yesterday. He couldn't, they, because of the coverage they were playing. They wouldn't yeah, let him take coverage. Coverage. Okay, but soft coverage. Uh, other teams, Atlanta, they played against Atlanta. Looking right, really, three touchdowns. Little Jones. And a lot of times, like about four times, Eli played fake. He looked down the field, and he, he didn't have nobody to throw to. That tells the receivers ain't getting open. You know, a lot. I oh, see yeah. it on TV. You guys can see it live. Yeah, yeah, Doug. Doug, you get, yeah, Doug you're right. I, I can't tell. Doug, you're that's right. That's what it looks like. Doug, you're right. In that first half, they ran a couple of play-action passes, and they tried to get guys down the field, but because the Saints weren't playing man like they did a lot against Atlanta last week, and they were in mostly zone, they were forcing the Giants to throw it underneath to not get the ball down the field. And there were not, I'm telling you, there were not 
on the on the all twenty two guys running deep down the field open. On that, you're absolutely right. The Saints were forcing them to go underneath. Now, if you want to, guys, I'm telling you, if if you want an education on when to throw the ball downfield or not, it's probably not up yet, but it'll be shortly because it just happened in the locker room. Watch Eli Manning's media availability today. He gets asked about the balance of taking shots, taking what's there, knowing when to go downfield and when not to, and he gives a real good lesson on what a quarterback's thinking about when he's going against those type of deep zones. So I encourage you, when the show's over, don't turn it off yet, but when the show's <laughs> over, check it out on Giants.com. Watch oh, Eli's exactly, media availability. Yeah. It's great. Uh, Jeff, why did he stop going to Sterling Shepard? He was in the slot. He was he was catching. Why did they stop What did he stop going to him? He had 10 receptions for 10 targets. They didn't yeah, stop. Yeah, but Sterling Shepard was getting open. And it seemed like That's they why they stopped going to him, because they started to cover him. <laughs> That's Doug, they aren't getting covered. Eli Manning completed 31 of 41 passes. They were just a lot of short passes. It's not like he wasn't, you know, completing passes. They just were short ones. Yeah, but yeah, but you gotta. A lot of times they ran like um, the first half. Barkley lost four yards running. You're down nineteen to seven coming out the half, and um, I mean, you gotta you gotta throw. You can't. Your line is not opening up holes, and, and Barkley can't run. You gotta at least try to throw it. You know. All right, Doug. Appreciate the call, my friend. Thanks, Doug. And look, I don't think that Jeff Jeff and I would disagree. That's that's at least trying to throw it. 41 passing attempts. 41. 61? Seriously. <laughs> I, I mean, think 41 is trying to throw it. Yeah, and even if you take out that final two-minute drive, what, 30 passing attempts to 15 rushing attempts? That's still that's still 66% pass. Yeah. I mean, they threw it 34 times. We The Giants threw it more than the Saints, which we would... <laughs> you want to laugh, Jeff? I'm in laughing. And I'm th- laughing no, at that. This is really funny. Before One of our over-unders on the pregame show, would any 45%. team run it 45% of the time? And all of us just assumed no if way. a team was going to do it, it would have been the Giants. It wasn't, and it was the Saints. The Saints did. Yeah. Well, look at this. Look now, at that's the thing. See, this is bogus. They got Drew Brees' kneel downs in there. You take that out, you might actually get below 45%. Well, we have to take those out. I think we have to make sure we have to tell Lance to take those out, We right? have to take the kneel downs. Because those aren't, I mean, that's like we're going to take the one drive at the end as an out, too, because it's a kneel down. I mean, you're going to count that as a drive. It's a kneel down drive. Right. All right, so we have to make sure we talk to Lance when he tallies the standings. Because yeah, I think all of us went under on that. We did, yes. So, so all of us deserve. So the, either way, yes. it's gonna. Either Correct. way, it's all yes. gonna be the same. But we all want the. <laughs> yeah, victory. We do want the. We want the W because we've been bad this year. All right, let's go to Robert in Maplewood. He's up next. Hey, Robert, what's going on, pal? How are you? Hey guys, <clears throat> long time. Uh, I'm long time listener. This is my first time calling. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Appreciate yeah. it. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of points I wanted to just talk about. Yeah. Um, first off. You know, I'm looking at at Odell playing, and I don't think he has that explosiveness that explosiveness that he used to have. It just it just doesn't seem there. It's like not that like extra gear once he gets the ball. You know, Robert, it's know. funny. It, it, it's funny you mentioned that. And I was just talking about this with um, Bob Papa this morning, and I wonder if I haven't talked to Jeff about. It. I wonder if he feels the same way. I feel like in years past, he would get the ball make one cut off the catch and just boom get up field. I feel like he's trying to make multiple kind of jukes now after he catches it and he doesn't just get it and go do you agree with that yeah no 100 percent. i agree i, with I that. do agree with you but i'm just yeah. wondering that a lot of times he has two defenders on him opposed to well, one that might be true too just, well yeah i mean an well, observation and, and may not be point, true at all but yeah to that point you know like we keep saying like how you know everything was covered downfield because they yeah. changed the change the coverage and everything but then don't isn't that the whole point of like good offenses, especially like especially a quarterback like Eli Manning who's been doing this for years, who can dissect any defense? Sure. Can he be finding that weaknesses? And I just feel like we, as a fan, I'm watching these games and I want to tear whatever little oh, bit of hair Robert, I have left on the top of Robert, my head. Them, <laughs> Robert, like them, these two-year dink and dunks are yeah, killing me. Trust me, them them playing <laughs> soft zone is not an excuse for the Giants not scoring more than 18 points. It's not an excuse. Yeah. You have to score more than that. There's no question about it. And Jeff and I talked about it before. In those situations, Eli's going to have to throw short passes, okay? So why not run the ball to try to force the defense to come out of what they were doing? Because what the Saints defense wants you to do 
is to continually try to complete four to six yard passes. What they don't want you to do is maybe run the ball for seven or eight yards a pop, and then maybe that causes them to come out of what they were doing, and maybe that changes things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and real yeah. quickly, let me respond. See, sure. you know, you're missing your number one receiver, by the way, is out of the game for two games, really. I mean, mm-hmm. Evan Ingram has been the number one receiver touchdowns and receptions the last two years. Well, He's just last the, year. It's only a second year. But it's saying last year yeah. he did. Right. And so, but in 2017, so he isn't in the game. And that's a perfect guy to exploit that defense that you just talked about. And yeah. So he's not there. No, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think I was. I loved when they got Red Ellison. I think he's. I think he's an he's awesome improved. receiver. And, and yeah, he's approved. Yeah, he's no. He's no Ingram, that's for sure. But I think he can. He can do that. They went to him once over the middle. The patented like uh, tight end, like you know, fly right up the middle. Uh, but he didn't catch it. That would have been a touchdown probably. But he got hit as soon as like he caught the ball. Was, like, and Robert, timing. quite frankly, yeah. that that could have been a better throw too. If if, if mm-hmm. Eli throws that a little bit lower around his waist, he might be able to go down, go low, yeah. and catch that ball for a mm-hmm. touchdown without the defender being able to knock it out. And Eli had two other bad throws too. He had two throws to the sideline to Odo Beckham Jr. That he airmailed on little out routes. So sure. Eli, Eli's not blameless in this either. My last point before I, before I let you guys go. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I'm I'm not here. I mean, I've always been a big fan of Eli. I'm I believe I bleed blue. Die, you know, diehard Giants fan, and and I respect him for what he's done. Mm-hmm. But I I definitely feel like ever since like Ben McAdoo came into Eli's career life, um, he's just like a t- completely different quarterback. His his first instinct is to just like just. Take the take the quick little complete you know completion as opposed to I know he's been running for his life for the majority of it but but um you know I don't know it just feels different like he's afraid to like just sling it like you know who cares you know go for it. if he gets an interception you know I get it but I'd, I'd rather like them being attempting to try to like fit stuff in than than like this just this like not inept offense basically of what no, they're doing I hear you I don't know. Thank you, so, Robert. All right, thanks it, a lot, guys. It, it, do. it does get a little bit tiresome seeing the little six-yard, four-yard. And here's the thing. Yeah. You don't want them to force things into double coverage and plays that aren't there. You don't want to see that. But I think Robert hit on, on the two things with Eli. Ben McAdoo's offense did ask him to play differently than he did under Kevin Gilbride. You play differently as a quarterback in the West Coast system as opposed to what you sure. do under the, you know. Shorter passes, quicker get off. Adjusted yeah. run and shoot, whatever you want to call that, you know, Kevin Gilbride was running. And... You wonder if he hasn't had that, and I'll use this word carefully, that kind of conditioning completely out of his head yet. Because trust me, guys. It's a long time he ran Eli, he's not afraid of throwing big balls down the field. No. That's in his DNA. That's what he wants to do. I mean, how many complaints have we had of Eli trying to make plays that aren't there and he forces balls into places where he shouldn't and there's interceptions? That's been the story of his career. And probably in the first 10 years of his career, that's been the people's biggest gripe about him is the picks. Because he's always trying to make the play. So I really don't think he's afraid to throw the ball down the field. Um, And guys, I'm telling you, I know you probably don't want to hear it. And again, Eli did not play a perfect game. He made some bad throws in that game. And he missed a couple other guys. But those throws down the field, at least in this particular game, they were not there. I'm not sure if, you know, maybe Coach Shermer is trying to make sure the offensive line doesn't have to protect for seven seconds. But... They tried the first two weeks, Jeff, against the Jaguars and the Cowboys, and Eli got beat up, okay? He got smacked around. I oh. think they tried to play the offense straight, get the ball down the field, and, and kind of do what they do. And the line didn't help them in those Well, games. and that's the thing. They saw that it didn't work. Yeah. So have they now maybe overreacted to that? It looks that way. I mean, should they maybe start – should they give the offense – my point is, should they give the offensive line another shot to protect on five- and seven-step drops where you can make multiple reads and get the ball down the field? I don't know. Maybe it is time to try that again. But I don't think it's time to try that against the Panthers. I because the Panthers are damn good. You want to try that against somebody? Try that against the Falcons. The Falcons can't get pass rush on anybody. I think it's time to get Saquon Barkley more than 10 carries and get the that. rushing game going. Yep. And then we can find if he, Eli will be able to, to set up people with some play action and then go deep. I think because I don't care what team idea. you are, John, you know this. You, if you can run the football, you can dictate what you want to do to the defense. But if you can't run the football, the defense will dictate what they want to do to you, and that is what is happening, period. End of discussion. I don't disagree at all. We want to remind you that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. Let's go to Atticus of the Poconos. He's up next. Hello, Atticus. Hey, guys. How you doing today? What's up, buddy? Good. 
Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling in. John, I actually saw you as I was walking into the West Tower yesterday. I said, hey, John, I listen to you every day on Big Blue Kickoff Live. I think you were going to the desk. Uh, did I hear you? I, I hope I waved to you or something. No, you spoke to me directly. Oh, so perfect. it was pretty cool. Excellent. You know. And uh, for all those people who kept saying that, Security didn't get man, that you, you know, John, you and Lance sound the same. They sure don't see you in person because you tower over that guy. Ah, right? <laughs> Yo, man, I wish Lance was here to hear that. I don't, like, yeah. Lance, his, Lance would say, well, the, tell me something I don't know. I, who, who doesn't tower over me? I know, I know, I know, but it was pretty cool. And let me say, it was, it was a little painful to be at the game yeah, yesterday. But, I get it. You know, it was um, it, it's hard to watch, you, you know, when your team and you know the potential you have. And I'm yeah. honestly, I'm tired of hearing people say we've got all these weapons and this and that and the other thing. Well, a weapon isn't a weapon if you don't use it. And I don't think that we have used it effectively. And I've got this idea, and I just want to get you guys' take on it. To, to I don't know, I'm just trying to figure this whole thing out in my head. You know, so I really think that the, the issues that we still have surrounds are surrounded by our offensive line and the poor play that they're giving us. And I know they want to do better and they're trying to do better and they're being coached to do better. But I think that we still have some glaring issues that were overshadowed by Flowers, who is no longer there, so we can't blame him, but they are still there. Last year, Eli Manning had the quickest release in the league, and it's not because that's what he was try- trying to do, but that's what he was forced to do. Uh, I think that's because fair. if he didn't get rid of the ball – he was going to get killed back there. Yes. And we can see how the pressure forces you into making mistakes, tips, tips, passes, um, three and outs that happens more often than not. And it was something that was difficult to see then, and it looks like it's still continuing to happen now. So here's the thing. We're, we're, he's still, and I, he probably leads the league in the quickest release this year, too. I mean, he's got these five- and six-yard dink and dunks I going down the that. field. And you guys also, I mean, you got to let us fans feel like we're smart because you brought up all the points I wanted to bring up. <laughs> but you still got the, some, the, you still the, have some stuff. There. I, I think, I think the points. line has forced us, and like the coach said in his post-game press conference, you guys were talking about, you know, the Saints for playing this soft, uh, soft zone and they weren't doing a whole lot of man coverage, which forces us to have to make adjustments throughout the game. Running the ball would have been ideal, and you guys brought that up also, in order to have these safeties start creeping up, the backers playing closer to the line, so we can create some opportunities in the secondary. And that hasn't happened. So my theory is this. My theory is that the Giants are really still trying to figure out the best way to approach how they're going to operate offensively. And I know we gave up 33 points last year, uh, last night, but I don't think the defense is as much of a problem as our offensive line. And the offensive line is having a ripple effect on play calling, on the coach trying to figure out the best way to do it. You guys said it, that he's, uh, uh, Eli Manning still has a bit of the whole Kevin Gilbride area and, and meshed inside of how he plays and thinks. I think that's true also. And I think that this whole offensive line issue has had a ripple effect that we just haven't quite figured a way to get out of. Well, and I, I want to know, how do we fix that? Well, Atticus, let me put it this way. I that's a million-dollar question. I think you're right. I think uh, the, no the offensive line is, is kind of like a specter that kind of just hovers in the background, and it affects – Everything. Everything in terms of how you game plan. But I want to be clear about something. The offensive line protected more than well enough to allow the Giants to succeed against the Saints. The second half against the Texans was rough. The first half was was good. But this game against the Saints, the offensive line was good enough. Um, They gave a couple pressures. And that wasn't our issue this week. Our issue this week was, like you said, why aren't we running the ball more? Right. Why aren't, we, why aren't we throwing some screen passes that is really an extended run play that's going to make these guys cheat up so that we create some opportunities no, downfield? I think our coach is going through some growing pains and learning what he has to work with. I don't think screen passes were the answer this week, but screen passes work against teams that are bringing pressure a lot. If you're in a soft mm-hmm. zone, all the linebackers can watch that screen develop and then attack it. So I don't think this particular week a, a screen pass would have been effective, but running the ball, yeah, look, I mean, Barkley was 10 for 44. He had 128-yard run. So, look, you take that out, nine carries, 16 yards, that's not consistent enough in terms of yards per carry. But 
10 attempts is not enough. And Pat Shermer said it today. He admitted it. He knows. So we're not breaking any ground. Um, you have to commit to the run. You have to run the ball a little bit more, especially in a game that it was a one-score game for at least a half, if not more. Thank yeah. you, Atticus. Yeah, thank you, Atticus. We got to run. Good points. You, I, we you didn't steal your point points. Is, you made good points. His point is well is well taken, and it's the truth. And I think that Giants fans are going to have to understand that you, there's going to be an ebb and flow to this season. You're gonna ha- you're gonna get games like yesterday. You're gonna get games like the Houston game. You're gonna get a game where the Giants didn't have any reason winning the game. They're gonna get one of those. So it's it's just a very difficult situation. And right now this team is trying to figure out things. And I think that you know we said it at least Lance and I did coming into the season. We did not believe that this was gonna be that bet that good of a, a football season for the Giants. It's gonna be growing pains. I thought they would hover around five hundred. Okay, and but plus that's, or minus. Yeah, and you know what? And and I think at this point, if they get to that, I think it would be great. But I, I will tell you that there's going to be ups and downs and peaks and valleys in, in or- this season. In order to get there, you needed to win some close games, and they haven't done that so far. Yep, yep. But I still think there is going to be a, there's a game in there. They're going to be. We're all going to sit here on Monday, and say, okay, there's the offense that we've been waiting for. They put up 30 points. They're they're 55, 60 percent on third down. Their defense, you know, does well, and we're going to be like, okay, here it comes. And then, then they're going to take a step back. And they're going to win a game on a field goal or something where they shouldn't win against maybe, I don't know, Philadelphia or something, you know. But Philly lost yesterday too. So the division as a whole, still a little bit of a chance. And Redskins had the bye week. Excuse me. Yeah. And Ked Dallas won. So I guess what, Philly's two. Early bye too. Philly's what, two and two now? Right? Yes. Philly's two and two. Dallas two and two. Redskins in first place at two and one. They're partying in D.C. And then the Giants are obviously one and three. So. I used to hate to get that by the fourth week. Yeah, that's it's way just, too early. That's no, way, too, way early. too early. You'd rather have it way too late than way too early. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're doing well, then you can get it late. You get some guys healthy, you know. But uh, first quarter of the season's gone already. I know. I know. And if you count the preseason, eight games down, 12 to go. Well, hopefully okay. more. All right. But, you can look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I look at it. <laughs> they might they might only be exhibition games to fans. Still a game of preparation for me in my work week. <laughs> let me tell you. All right, That's let's right. go. Let's go to Billy in Middletown. He's up next. Hey, Billy. Hey, John. Hey, Jeff. Thanks Hi, Billy. Hey, Billy. Hey, uh, my call got picked apart a little bit by callers before me, but okay. if 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 New Orleans is in cover two, cover three, playing soft zone, how is it that Saquon? Uh, Gallman, Edelson, don't lick their chops with that. No, they should be. Right. You give you, you you know you take advantage of what they're giving you. You pick them apart there. You know, get them to creep up a little bit, and then try taking some deep shots down the field. But it just seems like we just couldn't we couldn't do that. No. Correct. I We're think. not. We, we, we have nothing to say. <laughs> I wish. I wish we could go back and change it, but it is what it is. We got it here on paper. I mean, the game was called the way it was, and and in hindsight, the head coach has even said that I wish I I would have done a couple of different things, including some timeouts and things like that. He had mentioned uh, from the press. Yeah, he mentioned so, the timeouts end of the first half. Too. So you know, mm-hmm. not bringing stuff up that he didn't talk about, and it's just you know, you look back on those and you say, yeah, I could have done things some different. You know, maybe that helps them going forward. The next time they get into this situation, that they can, they can highlight that a little bit better. Only three plays. Hey, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Hey, Jeff. Jeff yeah. Jeff, who calls the plays? Sure. Uh, Shermer does Is right it, now. Oh, uh, I thought it might have been Shula, but Shermer calls the plays. Yes, sir. Yes. Yep. And uh, when it comes to the offensive line, look, I wasn't really that hating on him yesterday. I thought there no. were times they were fine. Like, kind of drop back, and it's like, wow, look at this. He's got time to do something here. Sure, I agree. They had a couple negative plays. The one, if you remember, the running play where Saquon got tackled in the backfield like seven yards. I mean, that's a that's a no block. I mean, that's a no. Something happened there. That was there. Solder. Solder missed the block. Now, a lot of people said they saw a face mask on that, Jeff. I did not see a good enough replay uh, where I, there was a face mask. Did you? I, I yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we I did saw not that on the scoreboard. I was at the game. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was pretty glaring right there. It was close. You know, the crowd gave it. You sent me a link, Dave. Just as bad as as they gave that horse collar to Jenkins. The crowd really gave him that one. Huh. Well, the officiating, we're not going to go there. We've already said that, but it was it, it was it could yeah, have been a little bit was, better yesterday. The game could have been a 
if and for both teams, by the way, not just against the Giants. It was there's just some calls against the the Saints too that were. It, I'll put it this way: if the game had been called accurately, I think it would have been a one possession game at the end of the game, and maybe whatever team has the ball last would have won. Well, certainly. Hey, the... it, it it came down to the end, though, man. That did. When, when when Saquon went over the top for that for that two. Man, did he get up there? Like, oh God, Ooh. if we just get him off the field, just get him off the field, get that ball back, and we. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was close, you know. Get there's eight points there. And by the way, the Saints—they weren't running the ball. They weren't running the clock out either. They were throwing the damn thing left and right. It was amazing. That's the Saints. Yeah, I, know, I mean, it's crazy. They, just, they just they do they they do whatever they want to do. Thank when you. you have an offense like that. Thank you, Billy. You know, it's it's crazy. It's it is really crazy. is. Uh, it's fun to watch. You know, I, I it's it's really a fun offense to watch, and I just love how they kept Breeze on the field and brought Hill in. You know, and then. Then they would run the play in, and Hill would be like, okay, I'm out. And he'd just run out, and here Drew would just stay on the field. It was just hilarious the way that they, they, they make up these plays. Alvin Kamara is pretty good, too, by the way. He's very fast, and he's just so, like, just nifty and, and just get You know, last week we talked about this. 30 touches in the game the week before. 30. For 190 I mean, yards. I mean, it's not geez. bad. Mark, Mark Ingram comes back next week. Then he can, he can kind of pull bounce it up a little, a little bit. But yeah. I, I do, you know, the success there. Listen, you look at what he did last year. I mean, that was tremendous success, and Ingram was there too. But right. I think that, you know, you, you, you like Saquon, you've got to get that guy 20, 25 touches a game. Um, Saquon had, what, 10, 10 rushes and eight receiving. Is that what it was? Eight? Did he have eight catches? He had six catches. Six. Oh, eight targets. So he had sixteen saw. touches. Yeah. 16. And as Coach Shermer said, he liked them a few more. And we've talked about this. The way I always looked at it, he should have anywhere between twenty and twenty-four or so touches, maybe twenty-five over the course of a game. Yeah. That's where he should be at. And I'll tell you, I think that there's not one person that's going to argue this point with me is that I, the Giants' return game is got to could do something about this this kickoff return. Now how do you fix return. it, Mister Special Teams? Well, first of all, in the NFL, getting kickoff returns, you're not going to get a lot of them. Correct. So, you know, so you got to, when you do get one, you've got to execute and you got to come up with some creativity as far as your blocking. Um, you know, and the one that, that uh, he ran out, what was his name? The new guy. Uh, Jewel Davis. He was like six yards and deep and a little tentative. He Coach Schirmer like, oh, has oh. indicated that that might have been an error. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> the 25-yard line is okay. Yeah, it is okay. 25-yard <laughs> line Because two, okay. two first downs, you're almost at midfield, okay? So keep it in the end zone unless it's at the one, you know, one yard deep or something, unless you're Hester where you can bring it out eight yard deep. But that's one, one way. And then punt returns, um, got to work on just, again, staying on your guys. It's just discipline on the returns. You got to – it's all it's all technique and fundamentals of staying on your guy and give the guy some – but you got to have a you got to have a capable return. Now, they put they put Beckham in there for one, one punt return. He fair caught it. But um, I think that was more because of ball security than wanting to make a play. 201-939-4513. I want to remind you again that Big Blue Kickoff Live is presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. What are you looking at, Jeff? One fair catch. Yeah, he was in there one time. Yes. Yep. Uh, let's go to Coach Marvin. He's in Delaware. Coach, Coach Marvin, what's going on, man? Long time no speak. Yeah, how you doing, John and Jeff? Very good there. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. Not too bad. A little, little sad of the um, loss yesterday. Um, you guys kind of like uh, hit it right on the nose. I uh, can't understand going into this particular game why we didn't really run the ball on these guys that at least limit some of these negative plays that that you guys have uh, talked about. Coach Um, Marvin, you know what it is, in my opinion, why they didn't run the ball is because John mentioned it earlier in the show that on paper, when you looked at this Saints defense, you kind of were licking your lips a little bit. Yeah, but "Hmm." Jeff, once you see that they changed the way they were defending and you wouldn't be able to make those big plays, that's when you have to start running the ball again. Okay, well, I think that sometimes you become stubborn and you say, you know what, we practiced this all week, this is our game plan, and we're going to run with it. And then, you know, as much as it's easy to say you make adjustments in games, a lot of times everybody has to be on the same page. And Coach, you might know, you know this probably better than anybody. Well, I'm just sitting here thinking what you guys are saying, and I'm agree with both of you. Believe it or not, you both are right. Uh, Thank you. Licking your chops going into the game, you're looking at what you can do to this team, and you're going to exploit them at that. Right. They, they, 
they must have self-doubted themselves because they came out and said, you know what, we ain't going to let nobody get behind us. Correct. And, and then that, seeing them doing that, then I have to adjust looking at their linemen on defense and say, okay, they look like they want me to do something different. So I'm going to have to do something to get them into where I want them into. And running the ball, eventually those linebackers got to keep coming up, coming up, coming up, where I can throw behind them, where those corners can't get any help. And we didn't do that. I mean, running the ball, what do you have the ball like? Um, um, uh, well, they ran as a team. He had five rushes in the first half, Coach Marvin. But I'm going to tell you this. They had 15 catches. on the day, and Eli had two of them. So they ran the ball 13 times. Uh, first half, Coach Marvin, Saquon had five rushing attempts, and he had only one reception. So six touches in the first half. And I know you both agree that's not enough in the first half yep. against this particular team. Agree. Um, because the plan also could have been to keep Breeze off the field as much time as you could. And the defense played so well to keep us in that game. One score, one score, that's, that's all you want, to keep the scores to one score. And the defense was doing that, but we just didn't take advantage of it. And right. um, yep. that was the sad And they ran out of steam at the end of the game. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, they, they did. did it for so long, and then that offense for the Saints just will kick in on any team because they're so powerful. They can just right. run guys all over the place and swing it all over the place, and the defense just wears down. They really do. And, and my last point was, um, I don't know if you guys noticed, it was a weird weekend of coaching. You go back oh. to the Penn State game against Ohio State. <laughs> yep. They missed a call that was crazy. You had the, the Frank Wright um, play. You had the um, the Colts game where they went for it on um, fourth down to give Houston the ball on their side of the field with 25 seconds or 30-something seconds left. Yep. And, and in our situation, and that, the first thing I was thinking about, because I couldn't see the game live because I live in the Philadelphia area. I was watching it on Red, um, on, uh, Red Zone. And they went to the part where in the first half we had them at third and goal. And the first thing I thought of, okay, timeout, we got to save the clock. It was like 54 seconds, and we let them run that clock down. And, and then we come out and we took a knee. Even if they would have scored, we at least give ourselves enough time yeah. to get another score, field goal or something. Now, Coach, I you're really right about that. I understood that, and they still haven't explained in the reasons why. Because I oh, felt no, that it, it was – you have it. I, I heard the press conference. I heard the press conference. Yeah, I will bring it up for you, Coach Marvin, and, and, and thanks for the call. And uh, appreciate it, as always. Good to hear from you. Always a good call. We love Coach. It kind of reminded me, and, and Coach Marvin, I don't know if, uh, where Coach coached in college, high school, whatever it is, but it reminds me of high school a little bit because um, if any of you listeners that have kids or even go to high school football games, it's, it's crazy, John, how these high school football coaches don't use their timeouts correctly. But a lot of times the high school coaches, they don't want to run another play because they never know what's going to happen in high school football. You could have a fumbled snap and, and, and the defense can return it for a touchdown. So it drives me nuts in the stands when I'm watching my kids play college high school football with they don't call timeouts. I soon realize why. It's because it's not the NFL and you can't execute the way you do yeah. at that level. So they just say, you know what? Let it run out. We're going to go in and take our 25-minute halftime and come back out and start over. Yeah, and this is what Coach Schirmer had to say about that. Um, the question was, you didn't use timeouts there at the end of the first half. What was your thought? process there and Shermer answered yeah in hindsight I felt like they were working their way down the field in hindsight maybe I could have done it but we didn't so I think he kind of sees you know what maybe I should have especially against that defense you want to give yourself a chance to get the ball back um you could use a couple timeouts to get it back maybe one timeout left a minute and change to go well it was 50 seconds right yeah but if you use timeouts early in the drive that could have been more than that okay you know what I mean I think I think the the uh, not the argument, but the point is that with with at least just 50 seconds, there should have been a timeout called, right? Yeah, sure. I mean, and then they, they scored and said, yeah. So I, 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 listen, I mean, it's tough for coaches to get up there and there's people that are dissecting the game. And when, you, when you're doing it in the game, it's, you know, and you make a mistake, it's tough to say it, you know. But uh, in hindsight, as he says, yeah, maybe I should have. But bottom line, they didn't. Two calls left. Let's go to Len in Columbia, Maryland. He's up next. Hey, Len. How you doing? How you hey, doing? Uh, so, sorry, Lana. Tough, tough doing? loss yesterday, doing? buddy. 
Oh, man. I mean, you know, another home loss. Another loss. Let's start with that. But another home loss. Um, frustrating and starting to get a little tiresome. I mean, we've got to play better at home if it, you know, any place in the world. Correct. Well, let me let me start out. I don't think we're going to harp on this enough. We don't have to talk about it, but I think every caller should be mentioning it. The officiating was terrible. It was. Yeah, it's just terrible. Um, look, the Saints have better personnel. I mean, it's a better team. There's no question. Offensively, yeah. at least. I'm not sure if the Saints' defensive personnel is yeah, better, okay. to be honest. All right. Davis uh, and, and, let me, and let me say something about their defense. Um, they won't, they won't uh, hold another team to under 20 points for the rest of the season. Yeah, well. Hmm. We'll, we'll just watch, but they won't. Uh, look, back, back on the personnel thing. You know, and I know, Jeff, you, we throw around these numbers in the, in the preseason about going out in the street and getting guy, picking guys up and so forth. And yeah. We dressed a lot of guys yesterday. We don't have to start naming them because the list is long, but I'm, I'm just going to take a guess. We dressed 20 guys yesterday who at best – are 47 through 53 players at best. That's a, you're just undermanned well, when you're giving shirts to guys okay. at that level in the NFL. I mean, it's all we got. I understand it. So, I mean, I think we have to be cognizant of the fact that this isn't, and, and then when you, you know, so what you're left with is, you know, three starters, um, <laughs> You know who who were not not on injured reserve, but couldn't dress yesterday, inactive for the game. Uh, I mean, you 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 are really depleted. Yes, Len, you're making I, sense. I, you're making a lot of sense to me. I, I mean, I you know I want to see these guys play better, but again, I mean, you can't get blood out of a turnip. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, look, we started the season with nine offensive linemen. You know, we're one quarter through the season, so, you know, we start getting into predictions and is this a good team, bad team, whatever. I'm, I'm not ready to go there and say it's a bad team playing bad. I, I just want to say at this point I don't think we're playing very well. I, I need a couple of more games to get a feel for how, you know, how bad we are. But right now, you know, you look at the personnel and you want to lean in that direction. Sure. They, we, we started with nine offensive linemen at the beginning of the season. I think there's eight on the roster now. Nine offensive linemen. Let me just use the nine because I, I expect that John Halapio will get a shot again next year. Sure. Here's my early prediction. Six of those nine guys won't be on the opening day roster. Well, what's the now, now, we don't have to go player by player. No, but that, that's my prediction. Opening Look, day roster We got next another year. game. We got another game Sunday. Yeah, you might be right about that, actually. I think, Lana, what? you know what? I, I, I think you're six of nine. It's not bad. It's not bad. Well, I think th- I think that's right. We may, don't want to name may, the three or the six, no. but I, I I can tell you I think we I think these guys are going to get eliminated pretty quickly. It might it. be five. It might be five, but we'll see. Okay. You'll be close. Okay. okay, I'll tell you who my swing guy is. <laughs> my my swing guy is Wheeler. If we think Wheeler can fit in as a third tackle, uh, he may be the guy that gets it to you know gets it to five instead of the six. Yeah, but we'll we'll yeah you know we'll we'll see on that. But I mean we got to get better. You know we have to try to play better. We got to get better. I know coach keeps saying that. Eli keeps saying that. But that that's what it's all about. I mean you you know you hope that these guys are going to get a little better. It's incremental. It, it's uh, you know one and three. If you go one and three in every quarter, you're four and twelve. It's easy to make an evaluation. If the Saints are three and one, and they do the same thing in the next three quarters, they're twelve and four. That's yeah. a pretty darn good football. Len, team. I think I was on with Jeff last week when somebody asked me at one point, "Do you judge what this team was?" And I think I said after six games, right, Jeff? Is that what I said? Yeah, I like. Four. Yeah, I think you did. I think, I think you I did, John. Tell. And and six is mine. I'm not, I'm not ready to declare bad team. That's the every only year. Thing I want to say at this no, point just is this year. I don't think okay. they're playing very well. Just this year, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The reason, I, I reason mean, I said six, six every year, that's, that's no, a lot. No, it's a new roster, new coach. Okay. I think you're still trying I'll to figure you, things yeah. out, so you want to give them a little bit more time. I've already, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's true. But, you know, the other thing, and and I, I trust Shermer, and I like I like the job Gettleman has done. I know we're starting to come under a little scrutiny and a little complaining and so forth. I, I mean, he, he gets one guy on the team, he cuts one guy, brings in another one who's probably incrementally better, you know. 
but, but again, there's too many guys in that 47 to 53 range. That I, I mean, you know. But look, hey, we got another game Sunday. Get a game plan in place. Practice well. Get on the plane. Go on down there and and take it to this Carolina team. Um, and let's let's see if we can play it a little better. Um, well, they got another, geez, the not, next time you come home, I guess it's that Thursday night against the Eagles. Yep. Yeah, good luck. Um, come on, man. This well, is um, listen, you know, time. It, you it, know, you, John, you've heard me say this for seven, eight years now. Never send your best customers home unhappy. Thank you, Len. <laughs> it doesn't work long term. Thanks, John. Thanks, Chef. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And look, next two weeks, man. Hey, next week, I'll just stay on that week. Panthers are good and you Eagles got, are good. You got McCaffrey. Another dynamic guy that's going to get 25, 30 touches. You think Cam Newton's going to run the read option next week? Uh, yeah, I, in fact, I know he will very often because we can't stop it, um, even with a guy that's you know came up from the practice squad on the Saints guy so named Hill. We couldn't stop. He had some big plays in that too. And then the following week, the only thing I give the, the Eagles and the Giants game, the Giants a chance because it's a division game. I think that's about all I could say. Well, I'll tell you what. The next two weeks, the offensive line will be tested. Next week is a jump up to the Panthers, and then it's another jump up to maybe one of the best defensive lines in football in Philadelphia. Fletcher so Cox, and we'll see where they are. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and I now think, neither secondary is that great either, by the way. But are they well, just going to copycat what the Saints did? Are they going to copycat what the Texans and 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 the Cowboys did? We'll see. This reminds me of a lot of last year when when we kept saying, don't say that. No, and, and as far as defense is copying what right. works for against the yeah, Giants' offense. It's copycat league, Jeff. And, and until they can find something to exploit it, and that's through the running game, then they're still going to see it every week. Scott in New Mexico will wrap us up today. Hey, Scotty. Scotty. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Hi. Go ahead, Scott. you got about 60 seconds. Okay. <laughs> All right, 90 uh, seconds. One of my favorite uh, Yankees was Yogi Berra. Okay. And I think you remember the Yogiism uh, that he said uh, in regards to uh, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> and it's sort of like uh, also Bill Barcells had said once that your record says who you are, and right now we're one in four. No question, one in three. Don't give me an extra loss, Scott. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I'm not going to look back. There's enough to obviously complain about, but I'll end, I'll end the uh, the conversation this way, this way, and both I'll take the answer off the line. That's okay. You got time. Where do, oh, okay. Uh, the Giants are simply not playing well. It's obvious. Uh, some of the blame, and I'm a big believer in the buck stops here, so I, I really think it stems from what the head coaches do. And in this case, Pat Sherburn, and I don't know how much blame you want to assess to Pat in regards to getting the team prepared. But my basic question is, where do you go from here? How do you correct the mistakes? Because I keep hearing in his pressers the same thing. We didn't score enough. We need to uh, put more points on the board. We need to get better, which are all sort of cliches, uh, almost excuses for we're simply not doing the job. Scott, they aren't excuses. I can tell you exactly what they are. Pat Shermer, and and I think I've said this before on the show, he will not call out specific players or even position groups. So he will always settle back into a generic, we have to work harder, we have to get better, we have to keep at it. And I know it drives fans nuts, but he thinks it hurts his relationship with his players if he calls out specific players or groups. He's not going to do it. So just mentally prepare yourself for that moving forward. Okay. Well, uh, both of you are looking at the Giants, uh, you know, as a team, what do they need to do to correct the situation? Because I don't think the season is lost. I'll but give if you they my don't make answer. corrections, they're not going to go anywhere. I'll, and I'll... you mentioned that they needed to correct the running game, but you can't run the ball okay. if no one's creating any holes yeah, to get a that's... runner through okay. that. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate I'll, the I'll, okay. And I'll, I'll give you my quick assessment of what this team can do better. I, I, I played in the league a long time. You know that. I've been around good teams. I've been around bad teams. I've been around horrible players, good players, you name it. The bottom line is this. The coaches have to coach better. They've got to put up a game plan. But bottom line is the players have to execute the plan and they have to play better. Okay? The coaches can only do so much. They really can. I mean, yeah, we'll get on them if you call a run on third down and long and you whatever it is. And But the bottom line is the players have to play better. And that includes the quarterback, includes the running back, the line, the D, you name it. Okay, I mean, I'm not letting the coaching staff off the hook. I'm just telling you that it's a, it comes down to players playing better 
and you got to have players on your roster to compete to play better to win football games. Period. That's it. It's very simple to me. There you go. And we'll have six more days until we can see if the Giants can do it again when they host the Carolina Panthers at Sunday at 1. Woo! We'll, of course, cover that game wow. all week long and begin to preview it as well. Tomorrow on Big Blue Kickoff Live, it's Russ Salzberg and Lance Meadow. They'll be with you starting at 1.30 on Giants.com. It's all presented by Coors Light. Download the Coors Light Rewards app to an amazing Giants prizes throughout the season. For Jeff Fiegels, Thank you, John. John Schmelk, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Dave. On Big Blue Kickoff Live, Dave Dominic, awesome job as always. We'll see you then.